All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. We are either back on the air or we are hitting the airways for the first time. If you're hearing this, this is the at Real Gabe Anders show. So give us a follow on Twitter at Real Gabe Anders. And um, I am here, your host, of course, Gabriel Anders with my good friend Richie Vegas back in the saddle. Richie, how are you feeling? Most definitely, and you've had a you've had a lot going on. We both had a lot going on over the over this uh, this sort of. I guess we could call it a, an extended holiday break, right? I mean, <laughs> for me at least, it's been a while. The long holiday. It was yeah. a long holiday, is what it was. Working holiday. Holiday yes. holiday. That that is that is the perfect way to refer to it. But yeah, so we have bunch bunch going on. Um, that we're going to go ahead and touch on, so let's jump right into it. Let's, uh, without further ado, so, bunch of news, uh, Richie, as I was telling you off air before we jumped on, I watched some basketball today. I watched a full game of basketball, which is highly unlike me to, to do there. And based off, of, I got, I got my free trial of game pass time in, in the, <laughs> the history of you knowing me that you've probably ever heard me say those words, right? That is the first time I've heard you even mention basketball other than talking briefly about basketball history when mentioning some type of reference that went over my head. Right. Yeah. Like Muggsy Bogues or like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember remember when yeah. Michael Jordan wore number 45 for that year. And you're just like, I wasn't born yet, bro. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's the ex- I, I didn't even know he had a different number. Ever. Oh yeah, yeah. So that that'll be some fun. We'll we'll uh, when we walk down our basketball. See, that'll be that'll be a good way. We we're talking about incorporating basketball as I'm lear- relearning the sport. Right, like you can sort of let me know what you know people these days are doing, what the kids are doing on the courts, and I can I can let you know like, oh, I remember when you know, I I remember when Seattle had a team like that good old stuff. Or the Supersonics are not a team anymore, right? Or they are a team and they've moved. Well, they- they're the, away. they're the thunder they're the thunder and they're are they still in okc or are they yeah okay yeah, they're, they're in okc still okay there you go i had a friend who was actually an oklahoma thunder fan but he was from san diego so i never that's why that sticks out other than that like i don't know didn't the hornets like move back or become go to new orleans and become the pelicans huh yeah they they left became the pelicans and then they there was a new team completely new team yeah, see, Muggsy Bogues would be rolling over in his grave, and I hope I didn't just murder Muggsy Bogues. Um, and I <laughs> hope that didn't just happen. But yeah, yeah, no, one of those days we'll I'll I'll let you know what it was like to watch Grant Hill when he wasn't, you know, uh, running up and down the court with a walker. Because I think I think you still did see some Grant Hill, if I'm not mistaken, because he played like a yeah. hundred years, didn't he? Oh yeah, like he just retired last week. I thought is what I thought I heard, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, when he was a young spree uh, rookie, I'll tell you about the days of Matt Maloney. You did, you did just murder Muggsy Bogues, by the way. He is still alive. Mm. Sorry, Muggsy. Uh, I apologize. I had a lot of fun times watching you as a kid. You were a hero to all of us. I learned. I'm gonna start off with a uh, another phrase. So here's a uh, here's a phrase right here that I learned over our holiday break. To all, he was an inspiration to all of us short kings. Yeah. 
Yeah. How about that? I learned a <laughs> uh, I learned a phrase over and like, I'm pretty sure it's a derogatory phrase. Right. But I'm embracing it. King. King is not a derogatory. You adding king to anything. So you say you're a short king because you're less than five feet five. That's a short king. Most you days I'm above. King, you could add yeah. <laughs> most days you're above. Just depends on what side of the bed you fall out of. That's really um, it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's you could add king as a connotation to anything. Okay, it, so it it's becomes, not derogatory. It becomes, no, no, it's okay. not derogatory at all. See, I've it's been reveling. I say I come. I refer to myself as a short king at least once a day. I like. I've made it a point subconsciously, and it's just it's, sort of stuck. It's you taking. It's you taking something that some it's you taking back that power. So like someone be like, yeah, you're short. You're like, yeah, damn right. I'm a short king. That, there that's you, go. you taking back that power. It's like clerks, too. We're bringing it back. We're taking yeah. it back. <laughs> exactly. We're taking it back. OK, exactly. I won't refer to the original reference, but if you know, you know, see another one I learned. If you know, you know, <laughs> if you know, you know, yep. That's if you know, you know, one. yeah, you know. We're taking it back. So something else being taken back. Ownership stake in Denver. Have you heard this? Oh, that they're geez. looking at throwing. Uh, they're looking at selling. How long have they even had that team? Forever, right? Like forever since before I was born, I think. Mm-hmm. It's I'm pretty sure. Time. Yeah, because I know my my dad's never discussed like their ownership policies outside of Elway being in the front office. But like he's, you know, I know he grew up out in Arizona before, you know, back when the Cardinals were still in St. Louis. Hmm. So like he, you know, his choices were like many Arizonans back in the, you know, seventies, he could choose the, the Cowboys, the orange crush, or, you know, I don't know. I don't even think they're choosing the chargers like they are now. Speaking of St. Louis, have you heard those rumors? We can come back to this and talk to this later. Have you heard the rumors about them getting an actual expansion team? Uh, I've well, we um when uh when we were doing Kings, uh, JP and the crew, they had a uh, um a beat writer out there who was basically saying like those have been the talks for years, and I think I know a very specific reason that you're bringing it up that would be mm-hmm. close and dear to my heart, right? Yeah, with the the rumors on it. So yeah, we'll we'll discuss. It. Yes, I have heard about that. So yeah, bring pencil it in. We'll bring that up um in a little bit, but yeah, the uh. Peyton Manning potentially is that why you're groaning? Because when I mentioned Denver yeah, selling, it's dumb. You think it's dumb? You think, I think so? It's stupid. How come? Why is that? Why do you? Why are you not a fan of uh, <laughs> Peyton and the boys, uh, or Peyton bringing his crew and leadership skills up there? It, okay, first of all, I think if Peyton Manning is going to do anything in the arena of football again, shouldn't be an ownership. The man doesn't have business sense. Have you seen some of the things he's invested in and some oh. of the things that. Okay. That's that fair because I haven't, I was going to say, I'm like, he definitely does acquire some, you know, <laughs> as far as like he's making money in the industry. He is, but, he, but the thing is it's with his football knowledge and his football knowledge isn't going to mean much as an owner. If anything, he'd be a really good head coach or a really good GM or a position coach or a, like an offensive coach, offensive coordinator. He, he could come in and turn that offense around but I don't think he has what it takes to be an owner. He doesn't have that, that what I would say killer instinct. His, okay. his killer instinct is different compared to somebody with the business mindset, killer instinct. You okay. I, mean? I, I can, I, I can definitely understand like that. Somebody, somebody I could see coming in and being an owner after retiring of, of any team that he wants would be Tom Brady. Cause Tom Brady has that cold businessman like mentality. 
Right. He's a madman on the field, on the sidelines, and just in general. He has he can hit that gear, is what you're saying, right? He exactly. can hit that next level exactly. gear. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I I doubt he I don't know. I I I don't know. Tom Brady might just, you know, he might play as long as Billichek coaches. Like and, and not just, saying just like out of spite. Right, right. Well, <laughs> I mean I mean, well, I mean more so like tenure wise. So not like a, you know, not like an fu Belichick. Like, okay, now that he's done, now that the old man's done, I did one more year, and you know, and that's that. Not a not a Jared move. Like that'd be a very Jared move. But uh, the um, no, I mean like uh, you know how because um, isn't Belichick is he approaching seventy or eighty right now? Belichick, I think he's already seventy. Hang on. No. Yeah, I'm already on Google because I looked up Muggsy. Perfect. Perfect. I appreciate it. And yeah, um, I want to say he's approaching 80, but I know like, no, he's approaching 70. He's only 69. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I know he's been coaching for 124 years, so I don't know how that works out, but it he's somehow been it does. coaching since 97. That can't be right. No, that's maybe head coach since 97. No, no. Hang on. Hang on. Hang because on. I know he was uh, he was an assistant in that. I want I want he was, to know he was he was an assistant on the Jets. He's been coaching since '79 as an, a positions coach. He was a defensive assistant and special teams coach, okay. and then he worked to the Browns, Ravens, Browns, not New Browns, right? And he because he worked with Schottenheimer, I think. He was the head coach. He was the head coach of the Browns. Who Shotty? No, Belichick. Oh, Belichick. Oh, okay. From okay. So maybe they didn't cross that. He was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. I never realized that. He okay. That would have been. He went 36 and 44 and got them to the playoffs in 94. That he would mean that. He... Year. Oh, wow. I didn't see 94 is a very special year to me because that's the only time the Chargers ever, ever made it in there. But yeah, I didn't. Re... So he replaced. That's when I was born. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, wait a minute. Okay. That's right. And you were born in what month again? April. April, you in your lifetime, the Chargers have never set foot in a Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, man, that just blew my mind. Right, that, Talk about a derailment. Holy moly. Oh, my God, that's funny. In your time on this earth, out you out of utero, the San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers have never even set sniffed the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, they're as good as the Lions to you. Like, they're as good as the Lions. They, Somewhere the Philip Rivers just got a cold chill down his spine. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then he's going to realize one of his 18 kids just, uh, no, he doesn't have that many. I think he's only... <laughs> no, but then Belichick joined the Patriots in 96, left, went to the Jets for three years, and then came back to the Patriots in 2000. Okay, and you don't have to look this up, but I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm going to stroke my own ego and my psychotic football memory is so that means that if he coached the Browns, that means that he would have replaced shoddy. They didn't cry. He might've been an assistant on his staff, but or no, if he said he was in the Jets, so he replaced Schottenheimer because Schottenheimer was before he was on the chiefs. He was um, on the Browns in the late eighties. And that means that he replaced Bill Parcells, I believe in new England. Yeah. Because what year did he say he took over in new England? Uh, he took over New England and he had two tenures. So he was there in 96, left, came back in 2000. He wasn't there as head coach in 96, was he? No, he was assistant head coach. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah, because I was going to say, no, I'm pretty sure that Bledsoe team that went to the Super Bowl against the Packers was a Parcells-led team, which is why it that sticks out so much. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was under Parcells. Okay. Well, there you go. For anybody who wanted a recollection of, at the time... 
pretty good to mediocre AFC teams from the late eighties to midnight, mid to late nineties. There you go. So <laughs> the, uh, I don't know, shot, shot in that. Well, we didn't really mention the chiefs, but shot in the chiefs were almost as mean as I want to say, why do you keep thinking Andy Reid's the coach of the, the chiefs right now? Right. Absolutely. Yep. Andy okay. Reed. Yeah. And he's still like the Eagles guy to me. So, <laughs> this is, this is again, no, right? I like, loved Andy Reid growing up. Cause I love the Eagles. Oh, so, see, I, I hate the Eagles. I don't I know liked why. Them before before the Texans, because okay, before the Texans were a team, I just liked the color. Because I was I was like six, seven years old. I right, right. Well, same reason I liked the Cubs and the Mariners so, when I was growing yeah. up. I yeah, love the colors. So I, I like the I like the colors, and then I got an actual team to care about. Right. Uh, so the, isn't it funny the the evolution of a sports mind? Like when you're little, it's like oh, the primary colors are soothing. Like this is yeah. really nice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then you learn to attach significance and you're like, you know what? I am from, you know, I like Houston team. So I'm going to root for this. I'm going to root for this. Like we were talking about this Derek Carr fella who's going to be the next Montana, they say. Uh, yeah, no, Derek. Or Some David. said that. I'm, I'm twisted again. <laughs> Hang on. Some said that. Um, Derek, see, OK, now you have me doubting myself. I was I'm so checking, confident. I'm checking. I'm checking. OK, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Derek no, Carr. David, it's David. David. Da- was the one. David was the one we had. Derek is Raiders. Oh, Derek's right now. Okay. Derek well, there you Raiders. go. Um, you're going to hear me. This is going to be the one time we say it possibly on the show's entire run. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Until he leaves Las Vegas, you will never hear me compliment him. I just want to get it out of the way on record. Time stamp that. Somebody time, time stamp, stamp it. that. Because this is the, that's first... the only time you're ever going to hear him say that. I There's about Until twice a year. Of about Out of Vegas. About two times. Well, it's funny because when we were talking before we jumped on air, I called him Oakland. I always call him Oakland. Yeah. Even even though when I grew up, they were in L.A., but then they moved back to Oakland in 95. So, like, I still I just always think of them as Oakland because when they were in L.A., I knew they weren't really an L.A. team. Me being the native San Diegan who's just salty at anything two hours north of where I grew up from. (laughs) So like, See, and for me, it's still weird calling them Vegas. I'm so used to uh, being born and raised in Vegas. I'm so used to there being no sports teams except for the Knights. And even then, the Knights took time to adjust. I still haven't adjusted to the Raiders being the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, see, and, and I don't know. Is this their second year or first year? Second. Second, second year, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's still weird. Have you seen the stadium? I've only seen it on the construction. I was, I was out there uh, for Christmas. And we went to an event at the stadium. And it, it's oh, really? Oh, nice. you actually yeah. went to an event there? Okay. Oh, How was it in there? Inside. It's gorgeous. Okay. Oh, See I that? SummerSlam. I went to SummerSlam too. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't. I don't think I knew that. Okay. Yeah. Or I'd forgotten no, I, that. I, it, it was really, really, really well done for the way they did SummerSlam there. Um, it's the stadium itself is perfect. I'm waiting for them to do a mania there, and Super Bowl is going to be there in two years. Two years, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Twenty-four, because it's um L.A. this year, Phoenix next year, or Glendale, and then Vegas, right? Twenty-four, yeah. Okay. God, I am so, not looking forward to the Super Bowl being out here. That's going to be chaos. See, I'm that's one one of the. You don't not, live up in Glendale, so you won't have to deal with it. I no, live I, like I live like fifteen minutes from the stadium. Oh, that's going to be madness. <laughs> that's going to be insane. Don't even leave your house. <laughs> Any work I, from well, home, work I from live, home. I live highway act, so I live I live by the Arrowhead area now. Oh, don't go on the 101. <laughs> no. Don't do that. And that's my primary that's my primary way to get around. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> what you should do, and you gotta book it now because they're gonna start filling up. Book a hotel by your work. Just book a hotel <laughs> by anywhere you have to go. That's like, see, you... and I work in South Phoenix now. So okay. like... 
feels kind of be going against the grain because okay. when I was in South Phoenix, when um, the Super Bowl was there, gosh, you would have been what eight years old at that point. The when yeah. the when the Patriot was it Patriots and the so not shoot okay no no, no there was, was one recent. out here recently. What are you talking? Yeah, about? Patriots, Patriots and the Seahawks. Falcons, right? No, Patriots Seahawks. Patriots Seahawks was out here. That was okay, twenty twelve. Had to be a little more recent than that. I think it was a little more recent than that, but maybe. Yeah, that might actually that or time 2014. frame. Max. Hang on. I'm going to check. It might be 2014. Okay. Uh, Seattle Seahawks won that one. That was in New Jersey. So it was 2015. Yeah, it was 20... the it was the Falcons one where they had the bonehead no. move because I remember watching that one No, where they passed was, instead of running Patriots. It was the Patriots and it was the Seahawks and it was the Seahawks because Russell Wilson tried to throw it off instead of hand it to Marshawn Lynch. If he would have just handed it off to Marshawn Lynch, he would have ran it in. It was like a not even a six yard play. Am I replacing the Falcons and the Seahawks right now? Like, am I are. actually confusing the foul teams? You, you the foul teams. You you absolutely are. It was okay because the Seahawks went back to back years to the Super Bowl. They just lost to the second one. Was that okay? Was that the year that and the year before that they demolished Denver? Right. Yeah, that was the year before that. Peyton Manning okay. decided to stay in bed. Yeah, yeah, that's well, which he, he why, took that one bad snap and he was like, I'm not doing this, which is why he should not be an owner. <laughs> well, there you go. That killer instinct. Good. He'd good job. <laughs> Closing up that loop. In there. Um, uh, and now, you know, it's funny. So next item I was going to bring up is the uh, somebody I could see being an owner if he ever chose to go that route. But why not? You know, why not just stay a head coach forever? Tomlin avoided his uh, losing season for 15 seasons Tomlin. in a row. Congrats to Mike Tomlin. We'll give him the big ups for that. If any man can work with AB for f- what six seasons, seven seasons, he deserves a some type of award. Oh geez, yeah, I remember that because I forget he was a Steeler. <laughs> we uh, we have that on Antonio here. Antonio Brown was a Steeler for the majority of his career. Yeah, oh gee, well, because you know wayward sons tend to not you know land anywhere apparently, even when they want him to. He was there. We, do, we, we'll we talk should about talk that. about that. Yeah, we should that talk is, about that. Yeah, that's there's, there was an update to that today. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear that. But um, yeah, so um, speaking of shoddy, though, so Tomlin, did, by doing that, broke uh, Schottenheimer's streak from 84 to 97. Again, as we were, as I was nerding out uh, with his 10 years with the Browns and the Chiefs, Tomlin able to do it all with the Steelers. So I hold grudges personally against the Steelers and Tomlin's Steelers, but Tomlin's a hell of a coach, man. Yes. I love watching every team that he has out there. I'd um, say top five all time, in my opinion. I could see that. I could see I can, that. I can name at least four that are better than him, but I couldn't think of a fifth. Okay. But yeah, he's just ultimate badass. I mean, I'm older, yeah. so I might be, I might have a few other names on the list that you're probably not aware of. Like Tom Flores might pop up on there, no, I but know who Tom Flores is. okay. There you go. So see, okay. Again, right. Like we'll, uh, we'll come back with, uh, in just a break and set in just a second we're going to take a quick break but see how old i am i still think that the seahawks are a terrible team i still think that well i mean they are i mean you're not wrong they they are a terrible team now they are but like a terrible franchise like i like you know how most people look at the lions right now that's how i see the seahawks mentally because i still think it's 1991 oh yeah they're (laughs) two and 14 every year fighting the chargers for the bottom of the division But nonetheless, when we come back, we're going to talk Washington football team, a whole bunch of stuff, new names, more Tomlin, and we'll talk about those AB updates, yeah? Let's do it when we come back on the At Real Gabe Andrews Show. We'll be right back. 
and gentlemen, wrestling fans of all ages. The AWF is back January the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona as we present High Stakes. Watch the AWF stars risk it all in the ring. Bet on an action-packed family fun night of entertainment. And come roll the dice with us January the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona at the new AWF Arena. Tickets are on sale now at ArizonaWrestlingFederation.com and please support our sponsors. Alrighty, welcome back in. This is the At Real Gabe Anders Show. You're with myself, Gabriel Anders, and my co-host, host, Richie Vegas. So I've been having like an internal, not really, I won't say a conflict, it's not that strong, but like, where do you fall on, would, if I refer to you as co-host or cohort? Like, what would you... Find both words. You just found a way to combine those words. Uh, right, yeah, that's pretty much, I just merged them. There you go, so... Alrighty, so Washington football team announcing, have you heard, Richie, they're announcing new name, logos, uniforms. Um, I was excited because I heard, I don't know if it was Rivera or if it was somebody else on the team uh, making the make the announcement earlier last week, and then they put a date to it. So February 2nd, we don't have to wait anymore. I guess they just, and it's funny because they announced that on Sunday after they're like, they realized like, oh, we're, we're now statistically not going to the playoffs so here's something for our fans to live for i guess right <laughs> like we're gonna announce they our new something. stuff washington football team fans need something to live for and after they learn the name of their team what are they gonna have they're just all gonna either drop dead or just brew in their spite because they have a name but no championship chances. oh that's rough well i mean so here's the way i so i kind of have like the rick james mentality on on the uh on the washington franchise right like I feel bad. So, oh, you might not know this about me. I'm a closet Washington fan. Like I watch like I have game pass. I was telling you, I, I watch all the games, right? Like one of the teams that I pay attention to that aren't the Chargers are Washington. So like I'll watch Washington games as miserable as they are. I love like I'm a big fan. He really won me over this year of Heineke. And I was Heineke I was is good. Heineke is not a bad quarterback. You know, and I'm going to go and obviously the franchise, I think the fran franchise didn't was Cousins on Washington. Yeah, at some point. a little bit ago. OK, yeah, because I, I know believe so I know they have Fitzpatrick. I so I was emotionally affected when Fitzpatrick went down. I'm also kind of a Ryan Fitzpatrick fan for some reason. I, I don't know love why. Fitzmagic, man. <laughs> I love Fitzpatrick. Dude. But like he being in Houston, he's like, he reminds me of Doug Flutie in San Diego and Buffalo. <laughs> Like yeah. you might not want him taking every snap, but if you have like a blossoming quarterback, you want him on that sideline. He's a good veteran. He's a journeyman. He is the, yes. the picture definition of a veteran journeyman. He is the Jeff Garcia of, of your generation's time, Richie. You don't know who that is. Do you? I don't know who Jeff Garcia is, but I agree with you. There you go. I, uh, and, 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 and he's better and he's better than Jeff Garcia too. Um, he is a great UFL football player. Do you remember the UFL from 2009? He played. I, I want to say the UFL. I had it. I had an old UFL jersey. I don't even remember what team it was for. Really? OK. I had an old, yeah. When I was a kid, my dad used to get me all these random jerseys when he would traveled places because he traveled a lot for business. 
And he he brought me back a UFL jersey once. See, you know what? It might be a Jeff Garcia jersey. Now you know if it says Garcia in the back mirror, I was like, who Maybe. is this? What? <laughs> who is this Jeff Garcia guy on the on the Toledo, you know, Al, Al, uh, Alver stars or something? I don't know what the but yeah, we gotta swap uh we gotta we gotta swap old defunct football leagues memorabilia story as one sign because I so I have and this, we'll just sidebar real quick. I have an XFL, an original XFL football um, from the initial launch back in the late 90s or 2000s, whatever, 2001 or whenever it was. Um, I have I an original XFL, XFL memorabilia. What's that? I got you beat on XFL. I got you beat on XFL memorabilia. Ooh, I'm excited. Let's do this now. What do you got? I have a Outlaws jersey. Ooh, oh, that's right. Because you're from Vegas. With a piece of the only season, yeah, of the only season ever with a piece of the turf. So it's a nice. piece of the turf. It's the, an Outlaws jersey, and it's a postcard, like a like a not a postcard, but a print of Sam Boyd Stadium. And okay. it's uh, has the placard on the bottom of it that says uh, Las Vegas Outlaws inaugural season XFL. It was my dad's because he he got it from his work as like he wanted this and then like a raffle or something. But it has an authenticated or and it's got the authenticated the 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 paper the certificate of authenticity right. that that is a legitimate piece of the turf they used on Sam Boyd Stadium for that season. That is awesome. Yes, you have me beat. You have won the XFL contest. I have the generic Walmart from Northern Nevada. So see, okay, so the the Outlaws were my team too. I was living in Fallon at the time, though. I was living an hour outside of Reno, so it made sense to me. I'm like, okay, well, if I have to pick a team, I'm not picking the LA Express as much as I love Tommy Maddox. Oh, there you go. There's a good journeyman. Yeah, Tommy Maddox. (laughs) Tommy Maddox, yeah. So, And he played in all sorts of different leagues. Um, But yeah, yeah, you have me beat. Dude, that is awesome. I got to see that sometime. I definitely want to see that. It's hanging up in my office. Dude, that uh, fantastic. Yeah, little piece of home. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah, I was a big Outlaws fan. Um, loved it. Just the their uniforms were slick, but I was upset when they did the reboot and they didn't bring the Outlaws back. But they were trying to go to cities that had small football market or that that they can make their own football market in. And the Raiders coming into town, they didn't want to bring two football teams in at the same time. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, and that's that was sort of the initial thought too with that because I I remember um that's sort of where I learned how to how how that all works. Just sort of by, you know, by breaking it down and working backwards, just watching what they were doing. I liked it. I liked the plan, but who knows? I don't know. There's tons of rest. Killed it. And it sucks because I loved the XFL reboot. It was fun to watch. The hot shots were cool. I liked the Arizona hot shots. That's who I was following. They were cool, man. There was an Arizona XFL team. There was in the the new the the reboot. They were the Arizona hot shots. They played in they played at Sun Devil Stadium. That's right. That does sound vaguely familiar. I don't know how that passed my my radar. Dude, I'm all about like, uh, I think I don't know if they're still doing it. I haven't looked into it, but they're talking about bringing back the USFL like over the summer. Like I'm all about just well, alternatively back the XFL too. they are bringing, under the rock and his media company. The right? XFL back again. Right. Huh? Yeah. The rock and his media company. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I know I know he bought it for oh, probably like 15 bucks. No, I think that's the name of his company, isn't it? Like seven dollar <laughs> entertainment or whatever. But yeah, no, well, I know whatever they own the XFL and he's been talking a lot about bringing it back. Yeah, well, and I know that was I I heard that was the plan and like they're going to try to make it as legitimate as possible. When that's the one thing that I think the reboot had over the original was they did try to make it legitimate. 
like it it totally was because i i watched some games they were sports entertainment yes oh and it was fun don't get me wrong it was fun entertainment it was it was but it wasn't football correct it wasn't like a football it wasn't like it's literally it was wwe at the time you could even say wwf because it was that attitude era style presentation Mm -hmm. in a football league and like it works with some of the personalities they had but at the same time, like that, that wrestling presentation doesn't always work for football. And that they, they learned their lesson with the reboot because the reboot was good. It yeah. was good football. It was fun to watch football. Yeah. And and honestly, I don't know, man. I've always been an XFL defender um, because like as much as it wasn't like a legitimate type of, you know, it, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. And it was it was. I, maybe it was, maybe I was at the right age for it because I was obviously I was crazy right. for it as a kid. Yeah. And I was playing. We were playing backyard football. Right. So like yeah. that's what it reminded me of is it wasn't as like formal as the NFL. But I have at a the homework same... assignment for you. OK, Do what's this, that? And we'll come back and talk about it next episode. OK, go back and watch that championship game. Oh, the, the, the demons and the express. Game. Yes. The twenty five thousand dollar game or two million dollar yes. game or whatever. Yeah, dude, I, I have it game. on my computer. I watch it like once a year. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cause I watched it recently, like in the last six months and okay. like, it's a clusterfuck, man. <laughs> it is. Like, it is. You go back and you watch it. It's like, compare that to the Super Bowl of the same year. And it's, it's, it's totally different. <laughs> yeah. Was that the Patriots? And was that Brady's first? That was Brady's first. Yeah. That was Brady's first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was. See, that's I don't know. Let's uh, we'll we'll get into that when we we'll we'll have to do a deep dive on the XFL because I was a fan of a, of the cluster. So I was uh, as a kid, as a kid, I was a fan of it. Now I look back at it and laugh at it because it's it, you. It's still you could still get enjoyment value out of it. It's like watching a cult classic movie mm-hmm. to me. But when I was a kid, I thought it was like serious. Like I liked it more than the NFL. But I was like six, seven years old. Well, see, and the, and this is uh, this will be the, the last point I make on it because I definitely wanted it. we have to do a deep dive on this now, dude. I I I what I what drew me in about the XFL was all of the draft busts from the mid '90s, and I say that with all due respect yeah. to this, were like the the like I said, like Tommy Maddox was in there, Jim Drunken Miller I think played for San Fran. Um, you had Rashawn Salam. Like I loved all these guys that I had their, you know, they're like 94, 95, 96 year rookie cards and stuff. So like I knew all the players walking in. So like it would be a little bit different, sort of like you watch an indie show, right? You're like, who are all these guys? When you walk into WWE, you know everybody. But AEW had success because if you know all these old WWE guys who are over here now. Like you find that enjoyment. It's like, oh, that's, you know, that's where Rusev went. Oh, awesome. I've missed Moxley. Like that's kind of how I was with that first XFL. So again, last statement I'll make on it. Rashawn Salam, Memphis Maniacs. Nuff said we're going to do a deep dive on this. This we have to yeah, now. The New York, New Jersey hitmen, a team, yeah. a, a hyphenated slashed team. Oh man, that I love that league. I loved everything about it. The Orlando Rage. Dude, I make. <laughs> Orlando, the Orlando Rage on my as a custom team in almost every version of Madden that I get. Really? Yes, because I can't remember what the guy's name is. I'll look it up. We'll have it for the deep dive. But oh, dude, the Orlando Rage. I thought they were going to take it all, but they didn't. They were like undefeated. But nonetheless, I digress. So talking of defeat, 
Uh, one to, uh, well, I guess sort of the flip side of it, right? Like this Sunday flex to the Sunday night game because of drama and other, obviously I'm talking about my chargers, right? I didn't know that the world is so tuned into the chargers this year because you guys have a quarterback that everybody's watching. I have. So I have been so bold and I know we made the joke with Derek Carr earlier. I don't think quite anyone named him uh, the next Montana back in the day, but I know he was a high draft pick because I had his football, his rookie card. Um, I've gone on record. It's on my Twitter. I haven't deleted it. You can check it. It is back there and it will remain there. Justin Herbert. I'm going to say it on there too. Justin Herbert. Next Joe Montana. Okay. Calm down. Next Joe Montana. Once he <laughs> oh, learns yeah. how to manage a game, he oh, is the next Joe Montana. Jesus. You heard it here first. Do you I've been really saying it all year. That hill? Do you really die on that hill? I die on that hill. 100%. Once that kid matures and he, you, cause you, you can't really figure him out. He's the next Montana when he's in the same leagues as Patrick Mahomes. The next, uh, you can, everyone's figuring out Mahomes. Everyone is figuring out Mahomes. Mahomes and yet he's still is great. finding a way to win. He's still finding a way to win, but and he didn't earlier Montana in the year. Did. He didn't earlier right. in the year, though. Right, but that's the mark that I think makes him more Montana-esque is he may have lost a lot more during the year, but flex to later in the year, he adapted. See, and that's the thing. I feel like I feel like Mahomes is always going to be good, but he's going to be like Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers good. Like, okay, I feel I like just... Yeah, like Justin Herbert, like, and again, right? I'm very sensitive to that Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers good because who also is in that same category? Dan Fouts, Philip Rivers. I'm a little used to, you know, good but close but no cigar type quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, neither well, of those ones too. So used to. That's right. What, that's what you get as a Chargers fan. And with Justin Herbert, I don't see that. Like, watching him last year. I'm like, okay, this might kid might have something. And as the year progressed, because um, and I just did this recently, I went back on Game Pass and watched all the Chargers games from last year. And, you know, I've been following them this year. Then I'm rewatching a lot of games, too. It comes so easy. Like yeah. his his problem right now is the defense not stopping the run. Oh, we'll get on that in a little bit. Is this a segment? Are we doing that? Yeah, that's this one, huh? Yeah. The um, yeah. <laughs> speaking about stopping the run. But yeah, okay, so. We'll we'll deep dive into that a little bit. Um, we'll we'll let's put a hold on the Chargers Raiders talk because prior to that, I think there there was a very so I can see based off of the game I'm about to ask you about why argument could be made for him not being Montana esque. How about them Texans, Richie? Jesus Christ! Oh, if you like, we can just the discuss the. The Texas yeah, the Texas Houston Texas. massacre that occurred. <laughs> the Texas Houston Christmas massacre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't put this. I haven't I haven't found the stats yet, but I think that the Chargers are quite possibly the worst Christmas week team in history. <laughs> we have to get the numbers together and, and bring that back. No, like, OK, here's the thing. And I've been ever since you told me we were talking about this, I've been mulling around on it. We. We are in the middle of the hardest rebuild in the history of this franchise. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot because we've only been around for, well, actually, this is our 20th. We're coming yeah, up. Yeah, no, it's been some season. time. Yeah, you guys have been so, up and down. So we're coming up on our 20th season next season. And like we've had, we had a rough start, but we've never had a rebuild. Like this is our first rebuild. We've been yeah. a championship, and this is me coming from a state of bias. I believe the Texans were a championship contender from 2012 all the way to 2019. 
Well, that's again, that's exactly what I was about to ask you. Right. So because I want to like for this exercise, I want to put you in the you know, you are Janice McNair. (laughs) And, you know, like and I want to ask you, like, sell the team to a competent owner. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't. Hey, you want that? I think this we can trade for the Spanoses. No, no, I'll (laughs) keep the McNairs over the Spanos. They'll move you to San Antonio. Yeah, I was going to say, at least they'll get to stay in our city. Yeah, so, okay, so I was going to ask you that, though. What happened to the Texans? Because I feel, like you said, they were a legitimate contender. Bob McNair dying. Really? Okay, is that the, do you think that's the, because outside of Deshaun Watson, that's all I could come up with. But, like, if you're Janice McNair. if If you look at the downfall of the Texans, it goes Bob McNair's death, the retirement of our GM, and then Bill O'Brien taking over his GM. And then the Deon, uh, the, um, the Hopkins. Right. Trade. That's, that is literally the timeline of the downfall. Up until McNair dying, we were a championship. We made it to the AFC championship. And then the year after McNair died. Right. And then the year after that, we're what? 19, or we're not 19. We're... Four and twelve. Was that last like, year? Four and twelve. That's this year. Oh, this year. Okay. The didn't they, did they make a wild card last year or was that the year before? When did they play Buffalo in the wild card or, or divisional? Last that year. was the year before, right? That was last year. That was last year. Okay, yeah, they were they were in the playoffs last year. Yes. Like, <laughs> what is, is our going first on? Houston? Bad year. Yeah, no, it's a bad year, but. Hang on, let me double check. I want to double check on that because this is the first year of Watson's holdout. Right. And when Watson was playing, we were good. So I'll cut to that before I ask you the question I want to ask you as we're running short on time there. So if you were to, because obviously, like, I want to get more nitty gritty, but we might only have time to get this one. What do you do with Watson? So, again, you're in the owner's box. Trade his ass. Say it again. Trade his ass. There you go. Oh, no. What do you what do you look mistake. for? Last year we went four and twelve as well. We had the exact same record. Yeah, I thought because I remember like that was a shock to me. It was the year before was our was our year where we went ten and six. Um, and the year before that was the year we broke the NFL streak record. Okay. Yeah, see, and that is as much of a shock as the the Seahawks being terrible this year is is as as much of a shock. I'm like just watching the Texans play poor football. I'm like, what? I'm not used to this. Yeah, I'm not either. Imagine being me and watching this team your whole damn life. From the moment we drafted J.J. Watt until last year, we were a great team. Yes, Mm -hmm. we had one bad year in the middle, Deshaun's rookie year, because he got hurt. But we've always been a contender. And we've learned how to be a contender even with bad quarterbacks. Look at some of the quarterbacks we've taken to the playoffs. Didn't they have a... Oh, yeah, Brock Eisler. Wasn't a... Tannehill was Miami, Brock right? Osweiler, uh, Tannehill was Miami. Um, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, Case Keenum. Maybe that's the one I was thinking of. Mariota, or was no? He was Tennessee. No, that's right. He was old Houston. <clears throat> but yeah, okay. So you trade Deshaun Watson. What do you look for? Like, what needs improvement? Would you um, say? We need weapons. Hmm. We have a decent rushing game right now. I, I, I could say if we could get a franchise running back, we need that. I'm going to go out on the limb here. Half of Houston will agree with me. Half of the Houston fans will agree with me. Half will disagree with me. I think you hold on to Davis Mills and okay. get in the offseason. Go look for a veteran quarterback. Go look right. for a quarterback in his last few years of his career who wants to still take some snaps. 
go look for a I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But go go look for a quarterback, get him on a two-year contract, and have him mentor Davis Mills. And Davis Mills can come back and be he can be your franchise quarterback. I think. I think Davis Mills, and that's just me. That's bold. I know the kid has he needs to improve, but he has the best rookie uh QBR. Oh, there you go. There you go. He's, he, hey, yeah, he's just a Jones. rookie right now, huh? He is. This is his first year, and he has a better QBR than Mac Jones, who's going into the playoff. Yeah. He has a better but, QBR than Mac Jones. He has a better QBR than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Mac Jones. I didn't see that one coming. I I, I didn't call that. But uh, real quick, right before we go to the break. Um, so what do you so you want a veteran QB weapons? Sort of you already have the quarterback we- of the future. Do you prefer Tanking or playing for pride towards the end of it. Tanking. Tanking. We can tank. We can tank for two years, rebuild, and come back and be a championship contender. And I wanted so, us to tank this year. I was mad when we beat the Chargers. Yeah. Yes, you were. I can vouch for that. I have the text messages to to prove that. And but yeah, that was a ooh, what an annihilation. Well, we're gonna keep talking about the Chargers on the other side of the break. Maybe we'll sort of revisit that game if there are any highlights, but to the At Real Gabe Anders show with myself, Gabriel Anders, and Richie Vegas. We will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans of all ages, the AWF is back January the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona as we present High Stakes. Watch the AWF stars risk it all in the ring. Bet on an action-packed, family-fun night of entertainment. And come roll the dice with us January the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona at the new AWF Arena. Tickets are on sale now at ArizonaWrestlingFederation.com and please support our sponsors. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the At Real Gabe Anders Show. Quickly realizing, Richie, that we're going to need to go five days a week, three days, three hours, three hours a day, if not more. So any terrestrial uh, radio stations slip into the DMs? Is that what the kid, is that what you crazy kids say these days, Richie, or is that outdated slang too? Uh, when you say it, you make it sound archaic, but no, it's okay. Okay. Well, I have a, I have a knack for that. I have a knack for. Uh, <laughs> For doing so. In fact, uh, I have a knack for for uh, referring to old St. Louis teams, and probably made it sound ancient just by referring to it as St. Louis. If you've ever heard anyone under the age of seventy say that, like I might be the first person. But I've so, never heard so, anybody over the age of seventy say it like that either. So to be no, well, it's it's a sweet spot. It's a sweet spot for uh, them St. Louis fans. So. We're not bringing the Browns back to St. Louis, nor are we bringing the Cardinals. Can you believe I'm so old that the Cardinals were actually in St. Louis the year I was born? Jeez. That's how old. Thank God they weren't in Chicago still. But I found yeah. it funny as we're because I want to hear the, the St. Louis rumors that you're bringing up. But I found it funny that um, I was listening to the to the Sunday Night Football telecast when the um, the was it was that the game that the Cowboys were just whooping up on. Yeah. on the, yeah. the was it Washington? Yeah, yeah, and they they were an absolute ass kicking, and there was no games to cut to. Yeah, yeah, and they were um, well. It's so funny because when they start scoring at such that high pace, right? They always start talking talking about oh, good trivia question for you, Richie. Do you know what the highest scoring the result of so both sides both scores of the highest scoring football game ever 
points by one team in in an NFL game is? I'm about to know. <laughs> you absolutely are. Well, it's Sunday they mentioned it. So like it is the it is Chicago and it was against that same Washington, formerly Redskins team, 73 to nothing. So like if you're if you're on Madden, right, and you look through the record book, you always see that. That's that stuck out from my mind for some reason. That was a stat that always lived with me and still does. But it's funny because the way they mentioned it was sort of like I just did. Right. So Chicago beat the Redskins. Right. Who do you think initially off the bat when you hear that? <clears throat> Wait, repeat the question. So if I were to say, hey, you know, way back in the day, back in the pre AFL NFL championship, pre Super Bowl days, Chicago beat the Redskins 73 to nothing. Who is that Chicago team? If you were had to guess, I don't know if I had to guess. Yeah, like old Chicago team, legendary, right? Like is what's a legendary Chicago George football Hollis team? Era? Huh? Is that still George Hollis era? Is the coach? Is that still George Hollis coach? Ooh. It might be pre. Is that pre George Hollis? It might either be pre. It's it's way back there. It's way back there. Let me see actually real quick. Because when I think of dominant Bears teams, I think of George Hollis. First, of there course. you go. That's my point right there. You think Chicago Bears, right? It was the Chicago Cardinals that set that record. The Arizona football Jesus. Cardinals have the record for the most points scored ever by one team in a game with 73 in an NFL regulated game in, in uh, any regulation or not. Like, but it's funny because they just sort of slipped it in. They're like Chicago beat them. And like, I laugh because I know the stat. I'm like, yeah, Chicago Cardinals. So I'm sitting there with my OCD saying, say Cardinals, Chicago Cardinals, because that's part of the fun of the stat. Because <laughs> you also then learn that the Chicago form or the Arizona, formerly St. Louis, formerly Phoenix, formerly were also formerly Chicago Cardinals way, way back in the day. And nobody really knows that. Like walk around Phoenix, around say, yeah, walk around Phoenix, say, hey, do you have any Chicago Cardinals merchandise? They'll look at you like uh-huh. you're <laughs> But yeah, fun, fun stat. So speaking of that, I wanted to bring that up because I laughed uh, and he never said it. He never specified Chicago Cardinals. And that always sort of irked me. So this is my way, I guess, of, of venting that and putting that out there. But um, so St. Louis, you're hearing talk. Sorry yeah. for you now, actually. Oh, I, yeah. I have, before we do that, because this goes into it. Um, I have a trivia question for you. All right. What NFL team has relocated the most. I'm going to say because it's relevant to this conversation. Yeah, I'm going to say that it is going to be. My guess would be the Raiders. No, you're wrong. Really? Is it not? Is it the Raiders Cardinals? Nope. It's not the Rams, is it? It is. Is it the Rams? So they had L.A. Cleveland. No, Cleveland. Okay, you're right. You are absolutely right. They started in Cleveland. They moved to L.A. They moved to Anaheim. They moved to St. Louis, then they moved back to L.A. Now, they were never the Anaheim Rams, though. They were so, the, they still were the L.A. Rams, but they relocated through zoning. So it still counts as a relocation. Does it count as a OK? So for that statistic, that counts. Different market. Hmm. And even if you don't count that, they still moved more times than Cardinals. OK. Because they went Cleveland, L.A., St. Louis, L.A. That's four times. The Cardinals went Chicago, St. Louis, Arizona. Now, what about Oakland, though? Because Oakland went Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas now, right? So are they tied? So they're tied. Okay. And with that little, so Anaheim would be the stat breaker, right? Would technically yes. be the, the technicality tiebreaker. Okay. 
Well, well, there you go. Well, speaking of the Rams, St. Louis misses them. We all know that, but LA's maybe happy to have them back. I don't know. I don't know how a Los Angeles, we have to get an interview of a Los Angeles and because I know people who are born and raised in LA and like the Rams. And my first question is always why? Like if you're older than, you know, older than what, five years old when they moved back? Like, why, why would you like the Rams? Because they were time, terrible. Well, for a long time, LA <clears> didn't have a team. So them not having a team, a lot of people who were still living in LA, like that I know of, like from my family, because my dad's side's all from LA. Oh, that's right. Okay. You do have native Los Angelesians mm-hmm. in your, so, yeah. Yeah. So it, from, from that understanding, like people who lived in LA it either fell on one of two sides of the camp. It was either you follow the Raiders because they were LA at one point, or you follow the Rams because they were LA at one point. Right. And see, that's that's what always confused me, because like outside, like if you were born post 1979, right, like Mm -hmm. and and from Los Angeles, why? Yeah. Why would you why would you root for the Rams? Like, why would you not root for the Raiders? That was always because that's how I grew up. Like, I'd be like, oh, are you because I had I had a uh, fun fact about me. I had like a Jim Everett. Uh, you know, those like kids football costumes with the helmet, shoulder pads and the whole nine. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had one of those and I was Jim Everett for Halloween one year. It was freaking sweet. And I loved it because I love those old Rams jerseys. But like everyone looked at me like I was like I was going to be the dumbest kid ever to grow up. Like they're like, oh, look, hope he makes it past nine years old. And kid likes Jim Everett. Like what a dummy. But because, you know, I grew up in Southern California, so it was nothing but Raiders fans. Even in San Diego, nothing but Raiders fans like. Yeah, but now, obviously not the case. You know, they've had some good teams made the Super Bowl. But um, so are they going back? Are they looking to rack up the high score on the on moving back to St. Louis? No. What's what are you hearing? moving back to St. Louis? The rumor I've been hearing is as a part of a settlement deal. With the uh, with the state of Missouri and the city of St. Louis, that again, this is all just rumors and speculation that the NFL is going to cave and give them an expansion team. Oh, really? Okay. So not moving the chargers over there. No. Okay. Um, Which would be an interesting move, but I don't, I've heard more rumblings about another expansion because we haven't had an expansion team since in 20 years since the Texans, right? Or technically since the Browns, no Texans, Texans were after the Browns. Texans were after the Browns. You're right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, that would be the last expansion team. So if you think about it, it's been 20 years. It's it's about time to freshen the league up. You, you, and you can think about some of the ways that everything can be rearranged and rezoned. It breaks the perfect 32, which is the only reason I feel like it might not happen. Because mm-hmm. the NFL is not going to add four more markets to make it a perfect 36. And then Correct. Nor, nor uh, would that really... So, okay, so you... <laughs> Oh boy, here, here, Richie, let the old man talk again. So I remember the align, the realignment of the divisions <laughs> when when we went to yeah, four, 14 divisions. Okay, were you were you old enough to remember? Okay, because the Texans became a thing. I was like seven or eight years old. I, I oh, knew okay, yeah. So you were you were aware of it. So back before then, like you had just wacky matchups, right? Like the Cardinals and the Cowboys used to be divisional rivals. Like in in the NFC East, the Cardinals were an NFC East team because right because they were in St. Louis and it made sense mm-hmm. when they moved out to Arizona. It's like well that's dumb, like that's that's the stupidest thing ever. But like I think and I think the huge I think the Oilers right were one of the one of the weird ones too before they moved they to were. Tennessee. Yeah, they so were. like 
<clears throat> so I don't know. I don't know with the whole purpose and obviously times change and you can change it. Right. But like the whole purpose of the realignment, like how would one more team work? Even if you add one more team to each division. Well, no, well, you're, you, if you say 36, if you do 36, 36 still divides by eight. Yeah, it'd be Hang so. Well, could, I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. 36 doesn't divide by eight. No, they could do. They would have to do something drastic if they actually did it. But that's a big, big lawsuit. It is a massive, massive lawsuit that's going on between the NFL and the city of, of St. Louis right now. Right. And one of the conditions for settling was an NFL team. So, yes, your idea of them moving the Chargers there could work, too. But the Chargers are still in L.A. till 2026. Okay, I knew That's there was a time years. cut off there. Yeah, it's four more years. I mean, at this point, I, I'd, I'd, I'd probably rather go to a game in St. Louis than than in L.A. and Inglewood or whatever. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure the stadium is fine. But just you so know, it's a pretty stadium. It is. It is very nice. It is very nice. It's the Ram Stadium. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. But I'm not saying that as a statement. Stadium. Like That's it is the. the thing, it is not a Charger Stadium. It's it is not the Rams. Charger Stadium. Yeah. It's. It's not the same feeling. Right. And so, you, and every time you watch a Chargers game as a San Diegan, I feel that like they don't belong here. But in St. Louis, guys, I, I've talked to some people from St. Louis, too, who are very open, very receptive and would embrace the Chargers like they were the new Rams, you know, yeah. so. Well, but, they'll just be happy to have a team again and they won't feel fucked over. Right. And I know the, and it always comes conditionally too from the St. Louisans that I've talked to is. If they know the team's going to stay, because, right, they've had the Cardinals come and go. They've had the Rams come and go. So they're kind of burnt out on football unless they can sort of like. And what what would you think? Like, what can an NFL team do or what can the NFL do to sort of give them that assurance? Right. Of like, okay, well, we have a team. Cool. But like, will we have this team in 20 years? Like, I don't know. What can you do to put that peace of mind in a Louis fan's mind? Contracts. Oh, yeah, true. I'm, well, I mean, contracts. Are... It's the same thing they did with Vegas. Okay. How long is Vegas in there for? 10 years. Okay. They'll be back in Oakland in 11 years. No, they won't. <laughs> Trust me. Like, Oakland's not paying for a stadium. They will and... be back in Oakland playing in the Coliseum next to the A's, still being <laughs> the only team that plays the on a baseball are coming diamond. To Vegas too. The A's are coming to Vegas, too. Is that the latest talk? Yes. Okay. What is this Oakland Vegas link? You live there. You're, what, what is this Oakland Vegas link? Because I watched and um, when when they moved from L.A. to Oakland, I read this stat the other day. Oakland is the first and only team, I think, to ever play a major league game. They played like six games in, um I don't know if it was Sam Boyd or what, but they played in in, in uh, Vegas. Back yeah, it was in Cashman. It was Cashman. Is that the link? No, it's the Cashman Field. Oh, Ca- oh is that where they? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not big on the Vegas. Okay, so yeah, they played for for six games back in like '95, I think, when they were renovating the uh, the Raiders, the Coliseum. <laughs> That's a funny statement, isn't it? They're renovating the Coliseum. Can't tell, but they did it. Yeah, they called it I that. just, I don't. Uh, the The only link I can think of is the fact that we inherit things from California, regardless of where it comes from, California, because right. Vegas is basically just California to Electric Boogaloo. Pretty much. So like they. A lot of things come from California and they just land there. There was talks for a long time about the Clippers moving. Yeah. See, I wish and the Clippers would just move back to San Diego. Yeah. I would have been fine trading the, the Chargers for the Clippers. That would have made me a basketball fan. 
Well, Vegas is just becoming a huge sports market because people are seeing the benefit behind having a sports team in the sport in the sports betting capital of the world. Right. So, which is crazy that and and you having lived there, isn't it crazy that prior to what prior to the Knights, there was no professional like notable professional teams there? I could tell you why it, Vegas didn't have a big population until the mid 2010s before then they were under a million oh wow see i don't think i realized that yeah, i always vegas figured it was big not vegas's population boom happened in the mid 2010s so not a lot of people lived in the vegas metro area so they didn't see the benefit behind having a major market team there it was a very transient town and, and the other thing about vegas that's different than other small market nfl teams there's no neighboring cities Right. There's no major neighboring cities. You have Vegas, and then you have like Pahrump, you have Mesquite, <laughs> you have Boulder City, and you have and you have Henderson. Henderson, Henderson is, is the most notable, Vegas. right? The most reputable of right. any of them. Yeah. Everything else is a Vegas <clears throat> suburb. So, and Henderson is a Vegas suburb. So you don't have a lot of major surrounding cities that can share the market. So the next closest city is Reno, and that's eight hours away. Oh yeah, that's not even in so, the. I mean, Reno. Reno is more a too. Bay Area and town than it is a Vegas town. Correct, correct. Like the 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 next closest town over is Bakersfield. It's California. I didn't realize that's that's the next closest town. That's crazy. Other than Baker, Baker, the Baker being the border town between right. California and Nevada, but. Yeah, the next closest major city is Bakersfield. I'm surprised you're not a Condors fan. Uh, Bakersfield Condors. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so more news. So that's interesting. I, no, I say just it's... ship the Chargers over, but yeah. The um, so Antonio Brown. What's this Antonio Brown news you heard? There's an update on him walking out. Gave the peace symbol. Deuced he's out. Officially, he's he's officially been cut. Okay. From the Buccaneers as of today, he is no longer on their roster. He's on waivers. So he could be picked up by another team if another team so chose to do it. He also came out with an official statement saying that uh, Arians was trying to make him play on a broken ankle. Alrighty. Well, there you go. You got to take him at his word for it, right? I mean, he did jog off the field. He jumped in the air, dude. I don't think that man had a messed up ankle at all. I think he's just, unfortunately, I, I really think it's CT. Did he? Oh, uh, well, yeah. At that point, you know, the there's there's not really a lot of jokes to be made. But the yeah, I mean, when you throw that into there, if that is the, you know, sort of the inspiring factor, then, yeah, that, that becomes a lot more serious of an issue. Right. Because it's all sort of haha when it happens. And the fact that the Buccaneers still won just added a level of haha in my mind. It's like this crazy Tom Brady guy. But yeah, when you start throwing that in, you know, that's 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 the, that's the clincher right there. But so, I mean, with all of that, like. Did he? Because I was going to ask, there's no no sense even going down the rabbit hole of asking if he specified ink or if it might be CTE induced and, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, with that being said, though, if that sort of, you know, might be rearing its head, like, do is there a spot for him on another team? Do you feel like if you, again, put your owner hat on with the Texans, like, do you bring him into Houston? No. Do you? No, no. I couldn't imagine, right? Like, who would I can tell you? I could tell you a team that would do it for a playoff push because he'd be eligible. Who's that? Uh, LA? LA. Uh, Rams? Yeah. I could see that. Well, they, yeah. Or, well, or Arizona. 
I don't, yeah, I don't think he makes him. I don't think he moves the needle in Arizona, though. That's the thing. I mean, I think he does. We don't have Hop or Arizona doesn't have Hopkins right now. Oh, is he injured? Sure. Okay. Yeah. The uh, I don't know, man. Weren't, weren't they talking about bringing back Fitz, though? Did they actually they move on that? I don't think they did. Okay. Because I know that they, I thought I saw that they signed Fitz. He signed. I don't think he played. But he but I played. Fe- yeah. Because I, or they activated him or something yeah, a, they a week or two ago. He's off yeah. Of, he's, he's off of uh, retired reserve. Okay. That's, yeah. So I, I could see them bringing Fitz back before signing Antonio Brown just because. I, I think Fitz moves the ra- radar more, you know, even though he's been uh, sitting at home eating Cheetos. But like with the Rams, I could see that because just they've they've hired everybody. It's <laughs> they, they've signed everybody. I mean, but uh, I could see that. And and he would play in, you know, he doesn't have to do too much because they have Cooper Cup and, you know, that an explosive off. Matt Stafford. I didn't see that one coming. Like, I, I thought that was the dumbest trade ever in the world getting rid of golf. But wow, it's worked out for them. It has. It's Matt Stafford. I, the thing is, I am opposite camp of you. When I saw that trade, I immediately thought the Rams are winning a Super Bowl in 2022. Wow. Okay. This is the thing. This is this is how much time do we have left in this segment? Because this is a rant. We got about a uh, minute. Okay. So I'll try to make this quick. Um, Matt Stafford is the most underrated quarterback of the 21st century. He has the stats, he has the skill, he has the intelligence, he has never had the coaching, and he has never had, he's only had one competent surrounding piece around him in his entire career in Megatron. Megatron. Yep. So he has always been missing everything around him, and he still had enough to make Detroit relevant for a few years. So him going to a team that had everything but a competent, not even competent, because you can't say that, um, LA's old quarterback wasn't competent, but right. he got him to Stafford, a Super Bowl. Right. But Stafford is the next thing you need. Stafford for me has always been on that. He's been a better Phillip Rivers. Right. I agree. To me. 100%. Stafford is a more consistent Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Puts up a lot more. I mean, even though they're sort of garbage time numbers, puts up a lot more, more numbers consistently that like had, had the chargers had, Safford instead of Rivers, who knows, right? With a lot of right. those teams. So th- I'm on that page. I think Stafford with the right pieces is a French, not just a franchise quarterback, but a championship caliber quarterback. And him being on the Rams is the perfect fit for him to do that. Yep. So well, we'll see. We'll uh, we'll talk about uh, early Super Bowl picks in just a bit. Maybe the Rams creep in. Maybe we'll see. Who knows? But we'll get that after the break. But when we come right back from the break, we're going to talk some pro wrestling. I think you said there's some uh, some rumblings going on as we speak in WWE. Is that right? There was some breaking news as we went on air. So we'll talk about that. All righty. Well, we'll be right back here on the at Real Gabe Anders Show. And you're listening to us. We'll be back after this break shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans of all ages, the AWF is back January the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona as we present High Stakes. Watch the AWF stars risk it all in the ring, bet on an action-packed family fun night of entertainment, and come roll the dice with us January the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona at the new AWF Arena. Tickets are on sale now at ArizonaWrestlingFederation.com and please support our sponsors. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back in. This is the at Real Gabe Anders show. 
myself, Gabriel Anders, and Richie Vegas here, and we are about to talk some pro wrestling here. And Richie, I believe you stated before the break, we have some breaking news that's been coming in right before we jumped on air, and I imagine still going on, right? What do you got for us? So, I don't know if you heard about, did you hear about any of the releases that happened earlier this week? Earlier this week? No, not so much. So earlier this week, they started releasing some of the backstage talent. Um, the biggest WWE, name, you're saying, right? WWE, yeah. WWE. Okay. Uh, the biggest names released were Road Dog. Oh, and, no. Yeah. Okay. And the next one's bigger. Um, William Regal. Oh, wow. So they released William Regal, um, which is huge. because He's been a fundamental part of NXT, which we'll talk about NXT because <laughs> uh, I have a lot to say about NXT. A lot, a lot going on there. But um they um, they've cut Regal uh, today, right as we were going on air. Only one cut has happened. Um, the uh, only one cut has happened. I'm double checking to make sure my words. I don't need to eat my words. I want to make sure that I'm still current on it. But right. as we were going on air, WWE officially cut Samoa Joe. Hmm. And he was These also are surprising made- ones. Yeah, he was another major backstage presence in recent times in NXT. Um, I know you don't really follow that product all that much, but he actually came back and competed in ring and won the NXT title and had a really cool feud with uh, Karrion uh, Cross. Okay. See, and I thought I had heard that that Joe was getting back in the ring because he had he, he had been out for a while, right? He was. Um, he had been on injury and then he came back, won the title from Cross. And then I had to vacate it. Was it due to injury or do you think it was related to the, mm-hmm. like how did the timetable sort of add up? Okay. Injury. No, it was injury. And then he, he moved towards being a backstage presence. So now he, uh, the, the, the harsh part of all of it is he got cut before he could come back and do anything else. And I think he's the type of guy who you want. But him and Regal are both guys who you really want backstage. Uh, there were some other cuts. Uh, major in-ring cut was uh, Timothy Thatcher. They got rid of Timothy Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got rid of Danny Birch, who I don't know if you know who Danny Birch was. But for a little while, Pat McAfee was wrestling in NXT. And uh, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunn were his little faction that he had around him. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Mac, Mac, the, the punter, the punter, the punter. They he pulled him wrestled. out of the booth and he was wrestling. He wrestled. Oh my God. Okay. We have to one of these yeah, fill me in on this on the show. Okay. On the show I have, I have a, something I want to do next week as a segment. We okay. will do a live watch through of this match together, a live reaction, watch through of this match together. We can do that. It brings together our two things that we, we love football and wrestling. Yeah, so, no, that, yeah. I mean, and I, and depending on where you stand on the wrestling fence, right? Like, I heard a lot of good about McAfee. Not so much bad, but there, you know, some indifferent. Like I was kind of indifferent. I enjoyed him. Like he's, he's well, sort of like when um, I tell you when I tell you who he wrestled, you're gonna understand why we have to do this. Okay. Well, yeah, let's against Adam Cole. Huh. Okay. It was him and Adam Cole. So we have to do a live watch through of this match together next week. Yeah, that sounds. We'll note that down because I want I want to do that and I want to see. So, yeah, because that that floored me even more than, you know, than the releases, which floored me pretty good right there. But OK, yeah, we'll yeah. We'll, we'll hold that for next week. We'll do a watch through on that because, yeah, I want to see I the last thing if you, when you told me and I heard that McAfee was joining WWE, the last thing I expected was him to be in the ring. But I mean, we got zombies last no. year, so 
what who knows That's but true. um so <laughs> ms zombies oh, oh god yeah i would i would have got i remember that phone call i i remember that phone call after that happened you're like don't watch it why ms zombies <laughs> everybody who i could reach i i told and i love wrestling like i never i don't think i've ever told anybody in my life not to watch something when it comes to professional wrestling but i was just like hey don't like you're trust me trust me and i hadn't even watched it but i was so heated just on the concepts <laughs> i tried to watch this i still haven't watched the segment i won't i refuse to like that's the most the I would and and I know there's a lot of backlash to it. I didn't watch it either, but I would rather have watched what the Pizza Hut Battle Royal that they did a while back oh, over oh God. the zombies. So you've watched both. That I, was I think, better right? than this. That was better than that was better than zombies. Yeah, that was better than zombies. Okay, that's exactly what I was gonna ask. So because I'm like, there's no way that yeah, it was silly, I'm sure, but sillier than zombies. Come on. That's just no, rid- the zombies ridiculous. Was absurd. The zombies was absolutely absurd. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll, yeah, that'll be another another time for another day, but another rant for another day. But OK, so what do you think the rationale is? So those are super well, floor. I can tell you and it'll lead me into my <clears> next <throat> rant I wanted to have about wrestling. Um, they've completely flipped what NXT is now. NXT is not what NXT was. A year ago, even um, right. NXT, they they wanted to change it. I don't know if you knew this. They took control of it away from Triple H. So Triple I'd H no that, longer yeah. has control of it. It's all um, Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon now. Which isn't the worst combo. Yeah, it's, but... it's, I mean, it's Pritchard and McMahon. Like, yeah, they, like, what else? They're, they're the guys you who brought you, us the You're going to get what you're going to get, right? Yeah. Like, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get another Raw. You're going to get Raw light. Right. It's to it, me, is that what it sort of turned into? Absolutely, 100%. They have a guy okay. who's a serial killer. Hi, geez. Okay. <laughs> uh, and this guy was scouted Kane when Triple H was running NXT. He was scouted to be the next Brock Lesnar, and they turned him into a serial killer gimmick. Alrighty. Um, um, but no. So my other so so to wrap that all around, the reason that they're cutting all these backstage NXT agents and backstage NXT personalities is because NXT is a completely different NXT now. It's not NXT black and gold. They actually changed the entire aesthetic of the show, too. It's all rainbowy now. Yeah, they have the rainbow brand, which I thought, I don't know, and I didn't see a lot of buzz online. I've been trying to limit my buzz reading of you know comments and stuff online on Twitter and whatnot, but like the um, was that a move to basically mimic sort of the original like graphic packaging that AEW was doing when they debuted Dynamite? No, because I feel no. like it was. I don't because now they're not they're no longer trying to compete with AEW. That's right. what NXT was. They made NXT a third brand and they were trying to compete directly with AEW. That's not what it is anymore. They, it's literally a pure developmental brand again. OK, which is good, which is a good thing. Yeah, but, when but you what's take your a, you have some take... beef with it, right? What's what's yeah, the beef? No, Where's the beef? They, they tried to make the, the NXT title like a third world title. Like they tried to give it that same prestige. They even had the NXT champion compete at Survivor Series. And then what are they going to do? They're going to go and put it on somebody who's been in the business for less than a year. Oh, that's right. You were mad. You, you let me know about this one. OK, let's have it. Let's have it. So they, they, they took the belt. They took the belt, the NXT world title, right? That is a world title. WWE considers it to be a world title, and they put it on Braun Breaker. Now, Braun Breaker, for those who don't know, is the son of Rick Steiner and the nephew of Scott Steiner. 
So yeah, he's he's got wrestling in his blood. Like he he's was raised around the business and all that. That's cool, whatever. You don't put a world title on somebody who's been in the business officially for less than a year. He's he was signed by WWE less than a year ago, has been training for less than a year, and they've put the their third world title on him. Well, I mean, and, and to play devil's advocate here, maybe, and and you always hear more more objective out of me, right? Since we're we're in the business. So the question that I would pose is, is he over? Eh, kinda, but it's hard to tell. See the, the fact that the fact that you different. have that doubt right there, right, is sort of sort of point in your favor, right? For your right. argument. I don't think he's as over as Tommaso Ciampa. That's who they took the title off of. Okay. I don't think he's nearly as over as Tommaso Ciampa, but I think Ciampa's also on his way out. In the last six months, NXT has cut more than half of its roster. See, that's insane. That just that just the question that begs to be asked is. What is this direction that they're trying to take it into? Because when you when you talk about a development a developmental ground, like one, why do you why why do you ever get rid of Regal? Like right, right, hundred percent. The most. Well, I don't think he's on. I I can tell you why they got rid of Regal. He's not he's not on the same uh, think tank as uh, Bruce Pritchard and his man. Right. They, well, obviously, the right. Bruce Pritchard is... wanted to be a think tank. That's what it is. And he he doesn't think the same as them, so odd man out. Right. For the longest time, it was him and Triple H, which gelled very well. Absolutely, because that was you know, why I... you had so many. I mean, look at some of the stars they created that WWE did end up squandering. I mean, the biggest one that you could say they didn't squander is Seth Rollins, right? Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, right? Um, because those, I don't those know. Guys would you count? Would you count standing. the count the girls? Maybe even oh, like absolutely. Sasha, Charlotte, the four horsewomen. You know? We wouldn't have yeah. had that without Regal. Right. Without Regal, Sasha Banks wouldn't have been in WWE. Regal's the one who scouted Sasha Banks. Okay. Regal yeah, scouted a, Bailey too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's so interesting to me because it's like, well, like who do you replace that? Have they? Well, no, that this is all fresh today, right? So we have we don't have any immediate Regal announcements. Was yesterday. Regal was Regal, yesterday. Regal was okay. yesterday. Regal was yesterday. Uh, Joe was the only one today, but I knew more were coming because they did a they did Regal Road Dog, Timothy Thatcher, um, uh, Dan Birch. They did all of them yesterday. So the way WWE has been doing their releases this year is they'll do one big wave of releases, they'll wait a day, and they'll do a second major wave of releases. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what we should have done had we not when we should have seen this trend because I feel like this is a two year trend of all these releases. I mean, when AWF AEW uh, started, right? Like they they signed everybody in the industry. I feel like just about you know they signed seventy oh, percent because they were the trying to poach, right? Yeah, and they were right. trying to they were protect trying to their stop assets. AEW from getting big talent. Yeah, and now look look at all the guys who've gone over to AEW in the last few years, or not even the last few years, last few months. You got CM Punk, you got Brian Danielson. You got Adam Cole, and I don't know if you saw this. You got Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly in there now too. Okay, no, I didn't. I don't think I caught that, but have, okay, yeah, those are you huge. Have almost. Yeah, you have all of Undisputed Era Sands. Yeah, you have all of Undisputed Era Sands, um, Roderick Strong, in and in uh, AEW now. See, here's the interesting thing, though, right? And this sort of goes to our conversations that we have offline, as we've had many, many of them about wrestling. 
So here's my question with this, right? These are all big superstar names. Obviously, no one can doubt that, especially when you start talking about, you know, Ambrose Punk, um, everybody, Arn Anderson, like everybody that they've signed. My question to you, though, as a wrestling fan, as a, as a very solid, very in-deep wrestling fan, do you, has your, how do I want to phrase this? How much AEW do you watch comparatively toward, uh, dep- uh, in comparison to how much WWE programming do you watch? Would you Oh, guess? there's no comparison. There's no comparison. I don't watch WWE, the, the product for WWE at all. Really? I, I, okay. I catch matches. If I hear about a match that like set the world on fire, I'll catch a match, but I right. won't watch a full program. I won't watch a full pay-per-view. I won't wow, watch a okay. full live special. I won't watch a full anything anymore because it's just not entertaining to me. Yeah, and that's it's it's it has become quickly not my cup of tea. But then, I mean, it's been that way for me for the a few last years, full but... thing I watched was SummerSlam. No, that's a lie. I watched more games. Um, okay, and SummerSlam because you were there, right? Right. Like you're not gonna not watch after. Oh, <laughs> I watched yeah. bits and pieces of Survivor Series. I'm gonna watch the Rumble start to finish because it's the Rumble. Right. Well, like, too, that brings up a good point. Like, I want to say the only like wrestle. Oh, I haven't. I haven't even gone back and watched WrestleMania this last year. I watched bits and pieces of it. Um, I watched the Royal Mania Rumble. Was Mania was good. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam was good. The WWE. This is the thing. WWE knows when they have to deliver, and mm. they find a way to do it. Right. Because I cannot tell you how loud that pop was when Brock Lesnar came out at Somerset. Really? Okay. Yeah, because you were there. You were in the, the building. So, okay. Second loudest pop I've ever heard. That was the second loudest pop I've ever heard in person. Wow. Okay. And that's, so, that's crazy. The loudest pop I ever heard was Seth Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania 31. Okay. So, the that is the second loudest pop I ever heard in person. And it was huge because it was Brock. Right. And they WWE knows how to present certain guys. But the problem I think they've been facing is in the last few years, they haven't been able to create another one of those guys. And I think that's 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 the biggest thing, right? Because I feel like I, I mean, you kind of you kind of go back, go back like the last 10 years. Like who's really been made and i guess you can sort of argue right like roman reigns randy orton reigns like no orton's been orton's been made for a long time oh um, that's fair that's fair i can name like, three i can name five but two of them are gone okay go for it reigns rollins for for two right. um another one that i would also say is drew mcintyre okay that's fair uh, hey, that's a weird one i feel like because i feel like they didn't really make him he's sort of just I don't know. I don't recall him becoming popular in the Indies, but when he, he came back from the Indies, for some reason, he was like the because I I personally, you know, because I was involved with the the indie scene at that point. Like he was doing a lot of good stuff, but like I think Cody had more buzz. Cody Rhodes had more buzz when he hit the Indies, like Cody and AJ back in that time. Oh frame. yeah, absolutely. They had Com- more buzz because that was Cody and AJ. Right, and comparatively to when McIntyre, who hit the same time as maybe like Shelton Benjamin and and Morrison, were all uh, on the Indies, like, but when he came back, I feel like McIntyre became. I don't know. I never really. I wasn't really watching religiously when McIntyre was introduced, so the I never really. Time? What's or the that? second time? The, the first, first time or the second time? The first time, like when he debuted overall. Me neither. I wasn't following that hard then either. Yeah. And what I, one thing I've noticed is I um, I've kind of because when I when I sort of got back turned onto the product heavily, 
he was already sort of on his way down, on his way out to the Indies. But they've all, I know the company, it seems like, and, you know, in hindsight, has always been very up on him. Oh, so yeah. Almost like they've translated that and the fans have sort of caught on and they are as well. Mm-hmm. I won't say I don't see it because he's a very, he's an excellent performer. He's an excellent uh, wrestler. You know, I hate the word. Worker. I have two more for you. Oh. I have okay. two more for you, though. What that are no they? longer with the company. So I actually have three more. I actually okay. have three more. Go for it. Ambrose or Moxley. Right. And then the other two that I had, Braun Strowman. Okay. Because they made him a big deal. They, they made him a big deal. deal. Do you feel like the fans responded to him being that big? Yeah. Deal? Okay. I think so. Um, and the other one is the biggest mistake they've ever made. And I think it's one of the mistakes that when we look back on the end of WWE, that we look back and say, this might be something that really fucked him over. Bray Wyatt. Right. I've heard. Are there, is there any validity to the talks of him coming back that you've heard? He's working on a movie right now. Okay. So he's filming a movie, a Hollywood movie. After that, who knows? He's doing a horror movie. Okay. So after that, who knows what happens to him? Yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. I personally, I would personally love for him to go back to WWE, but at the same time, I kind of want him to tear it up on the Indies because I know he would. Right. Oh, he'd be fantastic. Like, if you want to talk about getting the Indies to be able to draw again, give, I mean, they already us, are. Give us Bray Wyatt. I mean, they already are. Look at look at some of the some of the names that are drawing on the Indies right now. One that I never saw coming that is drawing more than I've ever seen, like from this caliber of talent, Matt Cardona. Yeah. You see what he's been doing? Woo woo woo! Have you seen what he's been doing though? <laughs> the most unpredictable thing that came from 2021 was Matt Cardona becoming a deathmatch legend. Yeah, that I didn't see coming, but the- <laughs> that was not right. on my 2021 bingo card. Yeah. That that was as surprising as the positive response that I heard towards Arquette getting in the the ring with the uh, uh, in a deathmatch setting. But the, yeah, yeah. And it was the same company. Well, there you go. Was it was it CCW or no? Who put that on? DC, no. GCW, Game Changer. GCW. Oh, it was Game Changer. Okay. I heard. Are, did I hear they're going out of business or am I just starting rumors now? No, Game Changer is doing waves right they're, now, man. Okay. Well, that's why it was so surprising to me because I thought I heard rumblings of like something negative within the company that might be. No, okay, Game Changer might just did a really big. Uh, Game Changer just did a really big collaboration show with FSW like a month back. Okay, I do recall that, and they've been doing a lot of. Um, I, I want to say there are a couple other ones too, but yeah, no, I know for for the last what two three years, Game Changer's been knocking it out of the park, haven't they? Like they've become the last of, year, year two years, yeah, they've been they've been making waves. Because mm-hmm, I know they were going like like everyone, right? They had a little setback with the pandemic, but even pre pandemic, I feel like they were. If you were to look at like the budding AEW, of course, they sort of surpassed everything you know, in their own right, but they were sort of on the lines, right? With like the emerging NWA ring of honor. Like you could easily lump them with like ring of honor and impact. If you yeah. were exposed to them when you knew what they were doing, argument could be made that they were absolutely. getting on that level. Oh, absolutely. That argument could easily be made. Oh yeah. But yeah, no, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt on the Indies. That's an interesting thought. But speaking of Indies, before we go to the break, um, little shout out to Chris Evans, first ever AWF champ, also your 2021 Arizona Wrestling Federation Fan Nation Choice Award. So I just want to fit that in. He's the wrestler of the year. So I think uh, next week we'll have more on the the um, rest of those awards. I lost my train of thought. I'm thinking of Bray Wyatt on the Indies. Can you imagine the houses? <laughs> That'd be nuts. 
nuts, man. Can you imagine the ha- well, and that's what I'm what I mean by like drawing more like Yes, there's a lot of attention, but you're also, you know, you're in these houses. You're in a lot of the, these rooms, at least out here out west. Like, think of the typical draws and even good draws that we have and just the amount of people in the building. Put Bray Wyatt in there. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, imagine Bray Wyatt in Samstown or Samstown. Did yeah. I say that right? Yeah. Bray Wyatt in yeah, Samstown or out in, you know, out somewhere in, in L.A. or even out here in Phoenix, like. Man, that boggles the mind. But nonetheless, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have our last segment here on the At Real Gabe Anders show. Myself, Gabriel Anders, Richie Vegas. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans of all ages, the AWF is back January the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona, as we present High Stakes. Watch the AWF stars risk it all in the ring. Bet on an action-packed, family-fun night of entertainment. And come roll the dice with us January the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona at the new AWF Arena. Tickets are on sale now at ArizonaWrestlingFederation.com and please support our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Last segment here at Real Gabe Anders Show. I almost called myself. I'm, I'm not Richie Vegas. You're Richie Vegas. I'm <laughs> Gabriel Vegas. Anders. You're Richie Vegas. And see, I I was about to brag. See, this is what I get, right? I was about to brag about not really flubbing up the show name too much. But in lieu of it, as I'm getting ready to brag to you, Richie, I flub up our names. Yeah, that happens. So we're, what, do you, what do you do? No, you know, it wouldn't be me if I didn't flub something up in that regard. <laughs> Who knows? I'll, I'll call the show at Pro Wrestling Weekly, AZ Weekly, by the end of the night. Throwback. We sign off. Yeah, that'll that'll probably happen. So, um, so okay. So we are gonna jump right in. It is darn near playoff time, Richie. And wow, what we we have a week. So I heard somebody state, and can tell me if you can. Can you look up the? Can you bring up the schedule of the 1994 NFL season for me? Well, I sort of let you know why as I'm doing. Can do you still have Google up there? I do. I do. Okay. So I heard somebody say over the over the last weekend, I was listening to games. I listen to games on the radio. Westwood one. If you know, if if listening hours and listenership was uh, currency, they would they would all you know they would all retire off of my listenership alone. But I heard somebody mention that this is the first ever time in NFL history that there's been a week 18 in the regular season. I'm challenging that. And I want to say that in 93 or 94 or 95, one of the years that Joe Montana was a Kansas City chief, they experimented with a season with two bye weeks, thus making that the only 18 week regular season prior to this year. Do you have that pulled up? Am I right on that or am I off base? You are. You are 100 percent right. Okay, it was 1994, right? Or 95. Mm hmm. 95. 95. Okay. So it was the year after the Chargers went to the Super Bowl. That was the year that the Cowboys played the Steelers in the Super Bowl in Tempe. And there were 18 weeks. And if you look at the schedule, there were two bye weeks if you pull up any one team schedule, right? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, not that it's a huge hill to die on to get off my chest, but yeah, that was bothering me when I heard that because I, you know, yeah, I wanted to, I was talking back to the radio and saying, no, I don't think that's right. 
Um, lo and behold, not important enough for me to look it up myself, but it is important enough for me to have Richie Vegas look it up. So now we all know this is the second ever. But this is still I will still give the NFL the credit of being the biggest season ever because there were still in that 18 week season only 16 games. So this is right. the first time that we there have been 17. 17 games. Right. Oh, my God. Have you have you had quite the aneurysm that I've been having over trying to figure out what winning schedules are and doing the math? Yes. Over the 17 yes, game schedule. Yes, I have. Because this week especially because I'm like in playoff mode. I'm like, yes, playoffs are starting. Oh, wait. No, they're not. We have one more week. It's like, all right, we can finish with 10 wins. This is going to be, wait a minute. Why do we have eight losses? Oh, no, we're 500. Oh, wait a minute. We can get in with with a nine and eight schedule. What is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, we'll speak about a lot of nine and eight teams in just a second. Let's go through. You want to do some picks for week 18? Some of these are throwaway. But some of these will be pivotal. So first game, let's look at the Saturday game or two of them. So first games are the Saturday games. Casey Denver, who do you have in this one? Do you think Denver can pull out an upset and place? I don't know. Do they even spoil anything outside of? No, they do nothing. Uh, I mean, it interrupts Casey from getting the buy. Right, which is already up in the air because, like we mentioned off air, you know, doesn't Tennessee play Houston? No, yes, no <laughs> ill will towards you, Richie. But um, no, so... it's it's one hundred percent the truth. Tennessee yeah. plays Houston, and, and if they're smart, I mean, that's what you want them Houston to do. Is can lose. beat if Houston can beat. The Chargers by that high of a margin, there's a chance that they eke out a win, especially if Tennessee opts to not play a lot of their starters. I don't see that happening, but. Well, and two, two to, yeah, you're definitely going to get the full force Tennessee because they'll want to make sure, because if anybody can eke out a, you know, a last minute by it's Casey playing the, you know, Mahomes playing the Broncos at, oh, in Denver. Okay. They're in Denver. Um, But I was watching. I think I was watching the uh, I was watching t- uh, the Texans Niners game from this last week and Mills to your point Mills and the Texans have actually been doing very well. They were 2 and 0 going into they were 2 and 0, aren't they? So they're 2 and 1 in the they last are. few weeks and if I'm, I'm not mistaken you, put up over Davis 40 Mills, points. Davis Mills is the quarterback of the future for Houston. There's, I liked him. Not as there's not a single question in my mind that he he could be another Matt Stafford like we were talking about Stafford earlier. He's that caliber level quarterback. Good stuff. I liked what I saw out of them. So the Chiefs, the Broncos, who do you got? Chiefs, Broncos. I'm going to go Chiefs. Me I too. mean, I don't think they're going to sit Pat Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes is going to play. They want that by. Um, actually, there's a chance they sit him. Do you know what time that game is? Is that game before or after the Tennessee game? It is the very first game of the week. It is Saturday at 430 Eastern. The earliest oh. game, first game of the week kicks off. Okay, then no. Um, yeah, no. I think, Mah- they, I think they play Mahomes. Yeah, one well, and, and honestly, like after li- I listened to the uh, and and watching the Chargers Broncos last week, Broncos are done. They're not not in the sense like oh they can't win another one. They could put up a fight, but they're not fighting anymore. They're they're, they're, they're they've stopped playing this year. I feel like the um yeah after I gave my dad a lengthy reason as I mentioned he's a Broncos fan a lengthy reason of ways that they could um, the week before if they beat. I'm like, if they beat Oakland or Las Vegas, if they just beat the Raiders and all these things happen, the Broncos could make oh the the day that I the the Chargers blew up uh, against the Texans. <laughs> I gave him a whole list of reasons, and within two hours, he's like, "Well, they lost to the Raiders, so no sense figuring that all out." I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, so Dallas and Philly is the Saturday night game. Uh-huh. Who do you got in Dallas and Philly? Philly kind of still fighting for the playoffs. No, they clinched the playoffs. No, Philly's in. Both those teams are in. Mm-hmm. So not um, a meaningless game, but definitely wanting to go for momentum, right? You, you think Philly can pull up an upset or I think Dallas is just too good this year for Philly. I think I think Dallas wins it just as an exclamation point. The yeah. seating is important because I think if Philly wins, if I'm not mistaken, they actually take the division. Oh, well, that's interesting. Hold on. Hold on. Let me look. Is that... uh, Cowboys 11. And... Oh, no, 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 no. Cowboys yeah. Okay. Division. So there's really no stake. I don't think the Cowboys come out full force. I think the Cowboys sit Zeke. I think the Cowboys relax a little bit. They don't have anything they're fighting for. Well, I mean, the the one thing they could be fighting for, right, is I wonder, and I don't, I don't have the numbers on this, but if the if they win, they and the Buccaneers lose, which you know, not they're playing the Panthers, so not likely. But if they come out twelve and five, and the Buccaneers come out twelve and five, I don't know if there's a if there's a tiebreaker. I think the Cowboys go full force. If there's no tiebreaker and they stay three and four seeds, respectively, how they are, and they can't get one up on the Bucks, I, I don't see. But you know, the higher up you can get, right, the more home field games you have potentially. So absolutely, there's there's no harm in competing for it, but also there is the harm in injury, and I don't think they're going to risk an injury disease. Maybe very bad. true. Yeah, very true. So yeah, the uh, I, if the Cowboys play, I pick the Cowboys. If they don't play, and if they sit Dak, then or no. They won't they sit, sit Dak, will they? They're They'll not sit sitting Zeke. Dak. They won't sit Dak. They'll sit yeah. Zeke. So I don't know. If Dak's in the game and they don't pull him out early for any reason, then which I see him doing, I, I give it to Dallas. I go Dallas. Um, okay, Sunday games, Sunday early games. We have Green Bay and Detroit. Doesn't matter. Green Bay. Doesn't matter. Green, Green Bay, Bay with by, their back. Green Bay Green, by 20. Green Bay by 20. I say I say Green Bay by 2025 with Jordan Lovin. I don't even think Rogers plays. Um, the Rogers doesn't even suit up. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so. Uh, Colts and the Jaguars. Rogers doesn't even suit up. Uh, Colts. Colts. I I want to take the Jaguars, but I think I think the Colts will and they're fighting for the spot. So they they have to kind of Jaguars don't have coach. So they don't have a coach, true. Well, I mean, look at the Raiders, though. So it brings me to my next point on the, on the no, we're not jumping to that game yet. But so this game is crucial because the Chargers and Raiders are win if you're in or win and get in. There is a, a statistical possibility that both the Chargers and the Raiders make the playoffs. This is what I was going to allude to earlier. If the Jaguars somehow beat the Colts, which who knows? Stranger things have happened. The Colts are out especially of the playoffs in the AFC South, especially in the AFC South. You know, Weird so shit happens in the AFC South. I will. Maybe, I can attest to that. Maybe the subway payday hits Trevor Lawrence's checking account and he has, you know, an extra oomph to him and wants to go out in his rookie season with the bang. They can spoil it. They can play spoiler. And that would render my Chargers Raiders game pretty much useless at that point because both teams will be in. If the Colts lose, both teams are in the Chargers and the Raiders. So that could kill the drama because that could happen earlier in the day. And then, you know, who even knows if Herbert and uh, Carr play? So, yeah, um, the Washington football team versus the Giants. So I'll talk about a meaningless game. Um, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, Washington football team in their last game is the Washington football team. 
Yeah, I, I I'm gonna go Giants because uh, is it Daniel Jones? Is that their QB? Daniel so. Giants is garbage. He uh he's I don't think he's garbage, but he's definitely you know he's 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 Jimmy he's... Garoppolo tier. <laughs> oh, that's unfair. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there because yeah, we might we might have a lot to talk about there. Bears and Vikings, another meaningless game. I'm gonna say Vikings just because they're the most spastic team in the league, and I can see them taking one. Yeah, what do you got? I'll take Bears on that one. Man, Vikings, that, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. We didn't get a chance to today. Super spastic. Like they they could they're either a Super Bowl contender or a number one draft pick, depending on just how the dice roll. Um, your yeah. boys, Houston and Tennessee. Tennessee next. Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. A lot of stakes riding on this one. That game is always important. a good matchup. That game is important. Mm-hmm. And I think I honestly think Baltimore has a lot. I mean, they have way more to lose, so they're going to come out playing harder, mm-hmm. but they still don't have Lamar. Is he still out? He's still out. He's still, they can't play without him. And even, yeah, they, they can't play without him. And I didn't know that the, I don't know. I I've been sleeping on him as I shouldn't be because statistically, why would I, but I've just, I've overlooked Lamar Jackson. I was watching uh, the first Bengals Ravens game that I thought was more of a blowout, but it was dude that, Whoever thought that it would be exciting to watch the the Ravens and the Bengals play each other? Like one of those last time both of them were firing on all cylinders at the same time. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Pittsburgh because it's probably gonna be Big Ben's last game, right? Yeah, I think Big Ben retires. Yeah, so I'm gonna go Pittsburgh. I don't think well, they I mean, make the playoffs. I mean, if he wins, they, it's his last regular season game. But if he wins, they go into the playoffs. They'll have a few more games. Right, right. So I'm going to say Big Ben. I don't think they get in the playoffs, though. Um, and then I think the Ravens just, you know, this they've been playing like talk about garbage. Like they've been playing like garbage without Lamar. So um, Bengals Browns. I kind of want the Browns to spoil. I've been wanting the rooting for the Browns to play spoiler these last couple of weeks. Who do you have in this one? Uh, they're not playing Burrow, so I'll take the Browns. Oh, are they going to say? Yeah, they'll probably say Burrow. There's no use for him to risk that injury, huh? So, yeah, probably Browns. And then, actually, I'm still going to, I want the Browns to win, but I'm going to pick Bengals. What's your problem with Jimmy G, bro? Niners and the Rams. You got to hate Garoppolo. Most overrated quarterback in the last like five years. Oh, man, dude, they're like, there's something like 34 and 17 with him starting. Well, that's the thing, though. Is he even playing, though? Because you might get Trey Lance in there because he had Trey Lance last week. He looked good. But Trey Lance is I'm a big Trey Lance fan, but he's he is not done cooking in the oven by any means. No, he's again. He's the type of kid that definitely needs more marinating. He's not ready. Yeah. So with the so the interesting thing with me and obviously I'm going to side with this because the ladies, the Niners fan. Right. So I want them in the, the playoffs. There's I don't I think if I'm not mistaken, Packers have clenched the they haven't. Yeah, they've they've. No, wait a minute. These this 17 games, man. Okay, Rams. Unless the Packers have a tiebreaker over them, which I thought I recall hearing and the Packers have the Lions. So even with Jordan Love in, who cares? Like they're winning. They're going to 15 and three or 14 and three. Probably the Rams can get to if the Rams win and the Packers lose, which is highly unlikely, then it comes down to a tiebreaker. And if they don't get it, I don't know, man. Do they even play Stafford? No. Yeah, so I'd say the Rams sit uh, sit Stafford out. I think Trey Lance gets another victory, and really, what's just sort of grooming him to be the the quarterback after Garoppolo. I love Garoppolo. I don't know what everybody's problem. I do not think. I think he's underrated. I could tell you his problem. 
uh, injuries. Consistency. Yeah. Well, and and, and uh, usually, those go hand in hand. Yeah, those absolutely. Go hand in hand. And the consistency problems that he does have, which I'll give the uh, I one hundred percent, you are correct, is usually injury related because. Mm. Every single time you see him have a bad outing, and I started noticing this around the Miami game last year in 2020, was it's it's all related to injury because you'll find out in two and and it's almost like I wonder if he doesn't tell the coaches he's hurt and he just plays yeah. hurt, which is a credible thing. But at the same time, are you doing a di- you know a disservice to your teammates by doing that? That's Absolutely my big disservice. question. You know what I mean? I so think that he's he doesn't have, and I mean. It's just a speculative point of view. He doesn't have the endurance for a full 18 week season. And that's true as well. And that's true as well. as, as um, I would say the greatest argument for that would be their Super Bowl run against the Chiefs. Um, now, I was just having this conversation. I think Kittle's not hurt. The Niners win that Super Bowl. I think they hold on and they, yeah. they go all the way. But that was Mahomes, you know, Cinderella year. So. That, that is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Graham sit Stafford. I think Trey Lance gets the win if Garoppolo's out. And I think if they actually give Garoppolo time enough, if he has two weeks or enough time for him to heal with whatever bone chip he has in his thumb, thumb and his throwing hand, I think it's something I think that's what he's suffering from. Then I think they come back strong in the playoffs. Um, but I think I take Niners uh, Bucks and Panthers. Uh, we'll go Bucks. It's Brady. Yeah, I don't even think they sit Brady. <laughs> like, I don't think they can sit Brady. I don't think like, Brady wants to sit, and Brady runs that team. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Whatever Brady says goes on that team, man. Bruce Arians is a great coach. Don't get me wrong, but whatever Brady says goes. I wouldn't say great, but he's. You wouldn't say very great. Good. No, I wouldn't say great. And I'm not as big a Brady. I, I just I don't know, man. You don't. I, think I feel Bruce like Arians is a great coach. Who was he with before Tampa? Arizona. Arizona, right? Like. Oh man, he he had Kurt. He he he's the one who took them to the Super Bowl with yes. Kurt Warner, right? Yeah, he had Kurt Warner, man. Kurt Warner, although he might not be as great as as Brady. Old. I love Warner. Warner's my favorite quarterback of all time. Fun he's fact. a good game caller. He couldn't yeah. do it with anyone else. Like who who did they? Oh geez, I can't see it now. I'm failing to remember all the there. there it was a sideshow with Arians in in Arizona after Warner left, trying to find a new quarterback. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. nah. I I attribute Arians' success, which is a lot, and I'll give him that he has success. I just don't think he's not a you know he's not a Holmgren. He's not a he's not a Bill power he's not a no he's not an andy reed all-time great but i think he passes the level of just being good he's a very successful oh no he's he's better and good i i agree he's better and good but didn't he wasn't he in oc somewhere before he took over in tampa for a year or two after he left arizona and he didn't do that well i say he was like cleveland or something like that but i want to say he was somewhere yeah, but I don't know. I'm not. I've never really been a big Arians fan, and you know, being out here, I just, I don't know. I don't see it. Um, speaking of though, his old team, Cardinals, Seahawks, Cardinals, Cardinals need a good win. They need a good win. I don't know if they can do it though, man. I I kind of picked it. Didn't the Seahawks put up 54 less, or they put up 51 or 54? They put 54 plus. Yeah, they're. I think they're going to close out strong because they've just had a dog crap year but uh yeah i don't know i'm rooting for kyler murray but i don't think it's happening uh new england miami uh there's a lot of factors in that yeah see i i don't think i don't think uh mac jones is old enough to sit him yet i think in his rookie year you want him because he'll lose any in that position you want him in that position you want him playing but i also think 
Miami's kind of been on a hot streak. They ha- that's why I don't know if you see that. I'm just I was looking up. I didn't. OK, so they were officially eliminated last week. They yeah, were the Chargers winning, eliminated them. But it's but, it's it's the Dolphins against New England as well. Right. If they, if anything I know, Miami loves to play spoiler to New yes. England. And they have, if anything, just throw disrupting their momentum could be spoiling. You know, if the, the Chargers could disrupt the momentum of the Chiefs or the Raiders going into the play, you know, a big playoff run. We'd be rooting for it. So I'm sure they are, too, in Miami, um, New Orleans. And oh, wait, did you pick one? New England, no, I Miami? didn't. Um, what do you got? I'm going to go Miami on this. OK, one. that'd be I could see that I'm going New England, but I could see it just as easily going the other way, too. So uh, Saints and Falcons. And I think one of the last mean, meaningless games of the. No, the Saints is meaningful. They're on the bubble. Oh, they are on the bubble. You're right, because a win and a San Fran loss gets them in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. I who would have, who's even their quarterback right now? Miami Tua, or not Miami? Uh, New Orleans. Are Aren't they down to like their third string quarterback right <laughs> I don't now? No, dude. I couldn't yeah. tell you off the top of my head who the quarterback of the Saints is right now. Like I'm sure Drew Brees' phone's ringing this year, and he's like, "No, I'm good, dog. I'm I'm announcing this year." <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I see. I see. Hold on, let's look. I'm curious. Yeah, because they're they're low right now. They're they're not for they should not be as good standing. They should not have any chance to be in the playoffs, let alone chance to take it in on the uh, the home stretch here. Their quarterback is Taysom Hill. Isn't he injured or is he back in? Oh, let's look. Read off there. Do you have the depth chart up? Who's the uh, read read off the, the backs that they have? Because I'll tell you whose name I heard last week. They have. Jameis Winston. Okay, he's injured. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's been getting injured. Um, neither of them are on the injured list, actually. Okay, they might. Uh, no, Jameis is. Jameis is on the injured list. Yeah. Taysom is not. Because Jameis won the job, I thought. And Blake I... Bortles. Blake Bortles. Yeah. Oh, okay. no. Trevor Simeon. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, Trevor I, Simeon I... is their third. And then yeah, Blake Bortles is their practice squad QB. Okay. Which they need, which they need active because they've had so many injuries at quarterback this year. But right. shout out, shout out to Jordan Cruz for uh, your, your saints might do it, buddy. Um, the, yeah, I, I think, I think the saints take it. I don't think San Fran drops to LA. So I think that, uh, you know, I think the saints don't make it, but you know, E for effort on that one. I don't know who you or or do you think uh, Ryan Matthews, Ryan Matthews, what year is it? Ryan Matthews. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Matt Ryan, uh, do you think he can eat something? You know who I love? And, you you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time right now. I love uh, Kyle Pitts. The the tight end that they drafted this year. Holy moly. Dude, that guy, that kid is amazing. Like I've been on, we'll get onto my tight end kick that I've been having this year. But dude, that kid is nuts. That kid can play. Absolutely. Like I, I thought Atlanta would do a lot better, but they have just watching their games. They have so many holes right now. They're just not like all they have right now is Matt Ryan and, and Kyle Pitts. And I don't know, like where, where do you stand on that fence? Matt Ryan, does he still have it to you? Or do you think his time is done? I'm going to be honest with you, man. Matt Ryan never had it to me. Oh man. That's rough. Right. And right place, right side. See, I don't know, man. Like I, I look at him like I look at Stafford. I think they're the same guy. 
Stafford, uh, Matt Ryan, um, Romo. Same guy. Rivers. I put Rivers in that conversation. Rivers is in that conversation too. Rivers, uh, Kyle Orton. The old, I would uh, say he's a worse Rivers. That's fair. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree with that. Like he is a not as good Philip Rivers. Totally. Um, uh, Jets and Bills. Bills. Yeah. Jets have Jets are, are surprisingly good. They just can't finish games. Like no, I know it's weird to say really good. The Bills, and the Bills are, are really, really good. good. There, yeah. So we'll see. Especially after last year, they've come out with every bit of the punch that I was hoping they would. I, I kind of like the Bills too. But um, yeah, so I take Bills also. Chargers and Raiders, probably game of the week, right? In a lot of boats, unless the Colts lose, and then it doesn't really matter. Um, Chargers Raiders in Las Vegas Sunday night football. They flex the game to make sure everybody's watching. And as long as the, unless the Jaguars can pull up an upset, one of the most meaningful games playoff picture wise of the week. I know you're going to hate me for it. You're going Raiders. I'm going Raiders. You would Richie Vegas. (laughs) And it's not even just because they're the Vegas Raiders. I, is a storyline, man. If they can beat the Chargers, keep them from entering the playoffs and then enter the playoffs themselves with no head coach, it's a cool story, man. Agree to disagree. Yeah, it is a cool story if they weren't the Raiders. I'll put it at that. That's how I'll leave it. I'm, of course, going Chargers. We'll see. It'll be interesting, though. It'll be well, it'll be interesting to see which Chargers team comes out to play, right? Because yeah, which, with Chargers the, team, which Chargers team shows up. Exactly. Because with the Raiders, they're kind of like, they're kind of like, what's a good way to articulate it? They're like consistently. Consistently like, inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, the buffoonery is always there. And like, you know, it just uh, like the Raiders never really haven't really beat anybody this year. The Raiders have kind of just like either allowed teams to beat them or to beat themselves. And it'll just come down to, you know, if the Chargers play football like they did against the Steelers or the Giants or the Broncos, then it'll be a shoe in or even against you know the Patriots game was really good. They lost that one, but they still played good football. But if they do what they did against the Ravens, against your Texans, and they just sort of, you know, wave at the other team as they run by. Yeah, the season's yeah, done. Throw and, that in there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because, you know, that happened. That happened. So um, I'm going to take the Chargers. I think they get the playoff spots. So before we sign off uh, playoff spots, then. So with these picks, I'm going to say I think the Colts beat the Jaguars. They get that seed. I think the Chargers beat the Raiders. Take that spot. I think the Niners and the Saints stay where they're at. Niners get in. Saints are out. What do you think? How do you how do you see that going? All right, AFC, I think as much as I want it to happen, I really, really do. I do think the Chargers end up in. As much as I want to see the Raiders squeak in, I think it's going to be the Chargers making in. And honestly, I think the Steelers are going to squeak in. Big Ben go off on a swan song. Somehow the Jaguars beat the Colts. Steelers beat the Ravens. They sneak in. We'll talk about it. Well, you want your you want your storyline right there, right? I do. Yeah. That's better than any storyline that involves the Raiders, in my opinion. So, but Steelers, any Chargers, squeak in on the AFC, and I think NFC Niners pretty much are a sink. There's there's not too much has to happen for the Saints to make it in. Yeah, 
And I don't know, like I'm picking the Saints, but I could see, you know, I could see Matt Ryan sort of because Matt Ryan, I don't know if this is a contract year for him, but this has been a disappointing year where everybody was talking about him having a disappointing year. So I think, I don't know, maybe a statement for for Matt Ryan, even though you hate him and you think he's the worst quarterback of all time. I don't hate him. (laughs) Don't put words in my mouth. I just don't think he's good. Like, just, I don't think he's I don't think he's as good as people make him out to be. I'll say I like think that. that's fair. I think I think he got a lot more credit than was probably deserved in the Julio blow, Jones years. Don't blow a 27 to three lead and oh, be considered man. an elite quarterback. And on that note, because, yeah, that was <laughs> that was painful. That was I, painful. I will never I will I will die on that hill. As everybody else will, too. I'm I'm pretty sure. I think Matt, or I think I think he did die on that hill, possibly. <laughs> At least his his hopes of winning another Super Bowl will or winning a Super Bowl. But you guys, that's been it for the At Real Game Anders show this week. Richie, we're about out the door. Any uh any last last thoughts? Anything you wanted to pitch in before we get on out of here? Um, Matt Ryan sucks. The Ooh, see, I told you you thought he was the worst of all Matt, time. <laughs> Matt Ryan sucks. Bengals are winning the Super Bowl. Tom Brady retires at the end of the Oh yeah, like hold on, let's stop this music real quick. That's right. Way too early Super Bowl picks that I completely left off as we're going out. You're thinking Bengals take it? Uh, that's my wild card. Uh that's what I'd like to see happen. I would like to see Bengals Rams in the Super Bowl. Okay. So I would love to see uh, Chargers 49ers rematch of the 94 season. I mean, it's the Niners 75th year. They're wearing the same shield. The NBA has the same diamond shield for their 75th anniversary. It'd only be appropriate. Ain't going to happen. I don't think the Chargers are going, but I wouldn't hate a Bengals Niners Super Bowl. The third time they would meet up in the Super Bowl, harkening back to the old Boomer Esiason and Joe Montana days, but I want to say that of everybody in there, if I were to pick a wild card, I'm thinking obviously, right? Like Buccaneers, Chiefs and and Rams are sort of the or Packers are sort of go tos for winning this year. My wild card Niners, man, if they come out swinging with all of their tools that they have, they're down to like their fifth string running back and he's doing great. My wild card is Bengals. But if I'm my realistic pick, I think the Rams take one home. I think I think they're cooling down. I think they're cooling down. I think I think it's either Tampa or Green Bay's year, most likely. I don't think even if the Chiefs make it a third year, which is ridiculous if they do. I could see the Bills making it against the uh, either the Rams or the Packers, which will be interesting matchups. But yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. Well, next week we will have uh, owner of the AWF, my good friend, personal friend Jared, will be coming on air with us. Um, of course, you can follow the show at Real Gabe Anders. Um, at some point, we're going to get a Richie Vegas tw- Twitter, right? Yes, that's coming. Ah, yeah, you know it. So, yeah, and then we're going to go through. You can follow us on YouTube, of course, and let us know what you think. Tweet us, send us messages, slide into Richie Vegas' DMs. Any way you can get a hold of us, let us know what you think, even if you hate it. Uh, hate tweet at Richie Vegas. Well, that's not your handle yet, but we'll figure it out, and I'll forward oh, them to yet. them all. Yeah, I'll read them to him on air if you hate tweet us. But yeah, uh, next week, Richie will be doing some hockey stuff. We may actually have some basketball talk. What we're uh, what we're thinking, I got league pass today. So I'm watching some Clippers basketball, watching the finals. So uh, Richie will school me on some sports that aren't football and baseball. We'll have more baseball talk. And yeah, should have the full AWF Fan Nation Choice Award results by then. Other than that, Richie, I think that's a, that's a wrap for today, my friend. 
Good to have Good being on here, man. Thank you for having me. Of course. Glad you can make it on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate you listening to the At Real Gabe Anders show. And Richie, just like we used to do on the old wrestling show, why don't you go ahead and send the send the people home happy? Stay safe. See y'all next week. Have a good one.